what is up it's dallas um welcome back to the podcast um becoming the boss um which name is going to change soon i don't know what i'm going to change it to um but i just wanted to talk about one of the cornerstone moments um sorry let me take out my gum one of the you know the cornerstone moments and memories uh that happened in this last few months it was a dream that i had that kind of um snapped me out of the haze that I was in and um, made me realize that um, a lot of my life I'd been operating from a place of fear um, you know just emotions that are low on energetic scale uh, on, on energetic scale a lot of us bounce between you know uh, you, you know that you're like an avoidant attachment that I talked about in the last few episodes um, and that a lot of your life is lived through the lens of trauma um if you first you want to accomplish big things so that you have love and pride and your family around you and you can't go home you can't do anything else unless you accomplish those things you can't be happy unless you've accomplished um that's one of the biggest symptoms but that's not what actually i was going to say um you you know for sure if you bounce between the levels of essentially fear and pride and that's where you live your entire life at your highest you're proud of yourself you're proud of what you're doing you're proud of what you accomplished and at the lowest, you know, you're you're in fear that it might not happen. And every now and then, because you haven't accomplished in a long time, you'll fall down to shame and guilt and apathy um, and depression and things like that. Um, that's how you know you're living your life on 10%. And, you know, who you truly are, what you're truly capable of, and the experience you could truly have is not something that's coming to the forefront. Um, and something that you're actually living and experience day to day. Um this is one of the cornerstone moments where I realized like I was living a lot of my life through fear. Um, to recap a little bit of what led up to this moment in the months earlier in this year, uh, I was living in a living hell, you know, from January to February to March. Like the moments that I was living was like something out of a movie. It was like a plot of a bad film, like a horror film, uh, saw or something like that, where every day just gets progressively worse. Um, I was missing my rent and, you know, my girlfriend's mother was filling in those gaps and paying for it. And, you know, um, and I was working this job after promising myself that I would make money and be, be successful and selling that to my family and telling it to my girlfriend and that we would have a future and that I would never have to work that job, you know, work another job again. I promised myself after I'm right where I almost died that I would never work for a job. I will always work for the things that were in my heart. I was working this job and I hated being at this job more than anything in the world. It was draining my life and it was draining my energy and, and it, it just made me feel like a failure. Everything in my life kind of just made me feel emasculated. And even that energy was going transferring into my relationship and ruining that and ruining the experience to the point where we had a lot of snags and we didn't know what the future would be or if, if we would make it. A lot of the effects of which are still lasting today because of, you know, I had just embodied such energy of depression and apathy and all these different things. It wasn't. Till you know, I really, really, really finally hit rock bottom, which a lot of it was the gap in this podcast um, and talked to my brother and, you know, went up to Washington and then the seasons began to change that I began to figure out like a lot of this was coming uh, to fruition because, you know, I was operating, you know, from fear, you know, I was operating from, you know, being a, a child that didn't experience a lot of love and affection and praise growing up. And so I had to overcompensate by chasing accomplishments and chasing things that I felt like would force people to feel that love and affection for me. Um, and even when I got love and affection, I, I felt like I didn't deserve it. And so I put it into far from material future and I dodged and ducked it 
in my present life because I didn't feel like I deserved it subconsciously. So I was chasing this future where I become something, I become successful until my brother brought it to the forefront. Like, think about the happiest moments in your life and what that was about. It was about the love. It was about the people. It wasn't about the things that you accomplished. And you, you know, you had it right then and there and you enjoyed that moment despite not having anything done. And for whatever reason now that you're, 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 you're using these accomplishments, using these things to justify avoiding that feeling, to justify avoiding the best days of your life, is what he helped me realize. Um, you know, and so in the following days after that, you know, I had went home. Um, this was probably like the week of that I went home after visiting my brother in Washington and sending on this conversation that I had a dream. And I wanted to share this dream because this is like probably one of the most visceral experiences that I ever had. Um, definitely the most visceral dream I ever had probably um and every time I you know oh man so essentially um me and my girlfriend were you know going through a weird time in in our lives because of how I was performing I was performing completely apathetic and you know I didn't have a lot of energy to respond and to care for things around me and I remember like you know we we, we were just on edge and I remember like having this dream one night that, you know, we were at a golf course, like one of those monster golf courses where like, I don't know if that's what you call it, like those golf courses like on TikTok where you hit the golf ball and it's these huge nets in the field out in front of the platform that they're standing on. And I remember like we were golfing and there was this storm that hit and, you know, or some lady jumped in front of her or something like that. Anyhow, the entire golf course was wiped away or it just disappeared because, you know, it was a dream. And we kind of moved on to the next scene. And where the golf course was, there was nothing. It was just me and my girlfriend. It was just this ocean. It was just ocean as far as the eye can see. We were in the middle of the ocean. But we were on a little bit of a platform. Well, we were on separate platforms. What I, what I get to, but I was on a platform. It was it was at ocean level, uh, but it kind of escalated. Because, you know, um, when I was younger, my grandmother, she had a regular staircase in the house, obviously, but I used to sleep on those staircase and pretend like we were pretending to go to bed, pretending to have like a nap time or something like that. We sleep across the stairs because we were kids and we could lay on the stairs because we were very short. So we would lay along the stair, stair itself like it was a bed. And I remember, so it was my grandmother's staircase and I was standing at the bottom of the staircase. It was just a staircase though. It was none of the house. It was just a staircase, the piece of the staircase and, uh, you know, and the rest was just ocean and in front of me was my girlfriend and she was on a boat and she was just like just standing there staring at me and then she said I'm leaving and I didn't know what she meant I didn't know what she was talking about um but she was like I'm I'm leaving you know um and you know I I can't do this I'm I'm leaving and I'm I'm never coming back and you're probably never going to see me again is what she told me and um she said, you know, I'm leaving here. I'm going to start a new life. You know, I'm going to, you know, to New Zealand or something like that. She said some country or somewhere that I didn't understand. Paraguay or, you know, uh, it was it was Portugal, I think it was. And I'm, I'm not coming back, but I, I still love you. Uh, and I'm always going to love you. And I remember just she left me on, on that, that island in, in the middle of the ocean by myself. And it, it crushed me because I was like... I didn't know whether she made it or not. She could have got eaten by sharks or, you know, uh, I didn't know that she made it and was living a happier life and I'd never see her again. Any of this stuff. Like, I, I had no idea. Like, I was just out there by myself and I felt like just such a crushing sadness and loneliness and fear, like, from that 
situation that it was it was unlike anything I'd ever experienced in the world. And immediately after that, I switched from the staircase to when I was a kid in kindergarten. And you know, my mother was standing in front of me, and this is not this was part of the dream, but this also happened in reality. This last part, I remember my mother sat me down when I got to kindergarten, and she was like, you know, um, you know. Uh, bye, bye, Dal. You know, because my name's Dal. She calls me Dal. You know, I love you. I have to go. I have to leave now. Um, but I'll be back. I'll see you after work or something like that. And I remember she left, and like I remember, like, you know, just crying. Like I cried, like you know, the whole first section of that day in kindergarten. And I was just remembering that, you know, that was the last part of the dream. And I just woke up. And I woke up. I never woke up in tears or like that before. Like, I woke up just absolutely just bawling. Like, it was unlike anything I ever experienced, just that emotion. You know, and it made me realize, like, like, that day where my mother dropped me off at kindergarten, like, for whatever reason, like, my mother was a part of my life, obviously, but for whatever reason, I feel like that was the last day I really saw my mother. And I met her again as adults. You know, I feel like like that was the last time like I really, really saw her. And she was gone after that. And like, it doesn't make any rush, rational sense because we lived together. But, you know, just growing up, like I didn't feel like I had a, you know, extremely depthful connection with my parents. And I feel bad about saying that on a podcast because I know it's something that they don't like. And I know it's something that was you know we're working on now and that we have this love and understanding that we that we're working on and we're trying to get towards and it's been a a largely good time with them because you know because we all care and we're all working for it now but there was you know large periods of my life where I didn't feel like that I feel like people weren't present with me and even still I feel like that people weren't present with me people weren't here with me people weren't I didn't feel like I received a lot of love praise attention or presence or care like moment to moment I felt lonely I felt like it was just me and that dream really brought to the forefront like that I have a deep wound in me in terms of of abandonment abandonment was the cornerstone of everything in my life it was the core it drove every interaction it drove every piece of me I realized that and um you know it 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 transcended into adulthood to where I got in this relationship and everything that I thought I felt for this person I was with, I thought it was like I was doing everything out of love. Like I like I, I was very extreme in a relationship, like I protected it more than anything. Like seven years in, my girlfriend hasn't met my parents. Um she really she hasn't really she's hasn't formally met any of my friends. Um you know, I was very strict with myself. Like I I didn't have any girl f- woman friends around me. She didn't either. I didn't text any women. I just wasn't friendly with them. And I rarely even looked at women. Just because I like everything in me was like, man, let's be loyal and faithful to this woman that I'm with. And, 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 and be even in the worst moments, just stay loyal, just stay down and just work on things and just get it better and better and better. And what that dream made me realize was that it wasn't operating from a place of love. Like, you know, it was operating like, like love as in, you know, the feeling that I feel when I think of this relationship is a is a is a beautiful, light-hearted feeling, and that it's something that, regardless of anything, I would choose, you know, which is true of the relationship. Yeah, but that wasn't the feeling that was at the forefront. The fear at the forefront was that I don't want to lose you. I don't want to lose this. I don't want to be alone. Um, it made me realize that more so than love operating, which love existed there, obviously, because it's somebody, it's my partner in life. Uh, but at the forefront was codependence. 
you know like I was scared to just be alone I was scared to go out in the wilderness I was scared to have a life without this person and all these memories and you know all this and, and to know like it even used to bother me like thinking like when one day when one of us died like what if there's a life after this but they're separate lives and we go to separate worlds and I might never see you again and that's something that just bothered me more than anything in the world like for 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 a lot of times like death and life and living life apart and seeing you and experiencing life and you being someone else's and all these different things at the cornerstone of it all was this fear of being alone this fear of abandonment this this person this one person that I found that could be proud of me that could love me that could support me that could show me all these feelings that I never had before what if it was all gone and who would I be without it you know um avoidance being an avoidant um in needing that pride and needing that you know crutch you know was at the cornerstone of everything in my life and when I had that dream and I realized that first off I felt like a lot of the emotions you know was finally released after years you know through that dream through that 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 expression you know and I recommend everybody to release their emotions to cry and to act out in fits of rage you know to move past it and to move up the levels of energy um but I realized in that dream what was running me that was one of the turning turn, turn points to where I realized like yeah like you know I'm holding on to a lot of things in my life because I'm just scared you know I'm just scared I just want validation I'm just scared that I'll be without it um but I have to step away I have to let go of everything in order to 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 become who I'm going to become to to be the person that could speak to people on this podcast or on these videos and to touch people in their hearts to, to to the the mission that i'm called here you know from this proverbial god you know um from this life around me it requires me to go beyond these emotions to go beyond these feelings if, I, if i'm going to embody love which i discovered the importance of that and connect with people uh i have to let go of the fear of losing them and losing everything around me and that was one of the things that kicked me off into living differently and in and, and you know embodying different practices and devoting my life to clearing all this trauma in my channel so that love can take its place um but i tell this story in this podcast because i think a lot of people listening to this podcast probably can haven't had that moment yet necessarily but can probably relate to that um you're just looking for some to, to fill up the holes to, to patch the holes you know you're bouncing between fear and pride and you know it feels like it's just you you feel like you know, you have to be tight-lipped about everything because you're not proud of what you've done and people are going to take it further and people are going to be against you. You can't really open your heart. You can't really express how you feel. Um, it's just all these emotions under the surface running the show. And um, you're scared if you open up and you let them go. Who would you... Who, what would then happen? Who would you be then? Um, and I'm just here to tell you, like, bro, like, it's better on the other side. The moment you accept that you have no control over what is happening around you, that some people will love you and some people won't and that is fine and that you have no control over it but that you can cultivate love and that you can love the world the moment you realize that you know um life is just going to keep going life is just going to keep life and and that you know um you know the circumstances as they are won't change just because you become rich or become a millionaire uh, is the moment you step into a new person. It's the moment you step into a new life. It's the moment you feel a new power. Um, and I invite you, you know, to undergo that process and realize your weak points. Realize where you're scared, where you're clutching on things because you're scared to let them go. Realizing that you fear abandonment. 
and accepting that you know it, one it's part of life in uh two you're not in control of it uh and 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 three that is what it is in the first place and reconsider who it is who it is you're operating as what is it what is it that you want in life in in the path to get there you know um because a lot of us are pursuing pursuits out of that fear out of that neediness out of that desperation to be somebody a lot of us want to be somebody or build business not because it's our mission not because it's our purpose not because it's a task we've convinced this our ta- ourselves it is those things because of these feelings that are running us and that we don't know it so consider it reconsider what it is that's running you and what it is that you want to run you who it is that you want to become what is it the life that you want to create and begin creating from that place Man, that's the first time I really got through that story without tearing up. I mean, I teared up a little bit, but not not crazy. And so, with that being said, I appreciate you so much for listening. Um, I have a class uh, that'll teach you the three laws of social power for free. It's a free class. You can register at www.buildmyeq.com. Build my EQ. The letters EQ. Build my EQ.com. Um, sometimes the class is up. Sometimes it's not. And so, you know, if it's up, register for it. It's free. It'd be a forty-five minute class. I'll be right in front of you. You can talk to me and things like that. And I'll teach you the law, three laws of social power. Um, a lot of it involves clearing out your channel and, convo- and cultivating the energies that is act- that are actually powerful. Because um, certain energy trumps certain energy. Love trumps fear. It's like Dr. Martin Luther King said, you know, dark cannot drop out dark. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drop out hate. Only love can do that. Hate is more, love is more powerful than anything. And so it's about cultivating love inside you. So the things that you are at the will of, Maybe a manager hates you. Maybe the world hates you or movements that are against you or, or whoever you might be. People are trying to bear down on you. Even one-to-one interactions, you know, somebody might be stronger than you. you you're always at that whim. You're always at that will. Maybe they're a bully a little bit in the relationship you have. Maybe they're an aggressor. How is it that you neutralize those forces and begin to lead your own life and lead them your way? Um, so the three laws of social power. If something you want to learn, www.buildmyeq.com. Uh, I look forward to having you in the class. I love you so much. I love you more than words can describe. Um, thank you for listening to this podcast episode. I'll see you in the next one. This is Dallas. This is Becoming the Boss. Peace out.